The funny thing is that when I asked a few people, like, should I do this, should I do that, in F1, they told yeah. me, like, um, mm, why don't you go work for that person? Like, I can put you in touch. And I'm like, no. No. I can do that. Yeah. I believe in myself. I can do that. I can do better. The reason I want to do that is because I believe I can do better, you know? And I'm like, I have nothing to lose. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, beautiful people. What's up? So today I'm so excited about this conversation to share with you. Um, It's with my girl, Elena. I'll just say right now that Elena does have a last name, but Elena's last name is about 14 letters long. And, uh, you know, in the 12 years plus that we've been close friends, I still can't pronounce it. She comes from Greece, so, you know, makes it a little bit more tricky. Uh, But she does say it in our conversation, which I know... I'm pretty sure you guys are going to enjoy listening to. Um, she has an incredible accent. I love it so much. So aside from that, who is Elena? Well, she's about as badass as it gets, you guys. She, why I really wanted to have her on, um, aside from the fact because I actually just totally adore her, is because she is so inspiring. You know, she came from another country. I met her in Montreal 12 plus years ago. And she now lives in New York. I've watched her not only develop herself as a a beautiful, independent, driven, um, authentic woman, but I have watched her develop this incredible business called The Code 20. Her business is the premier private after-party go-to um, for the Formula One, you guys. And if you don't know what the Formula One is, it's a big deal. It is, it's the highest class of single seat auto racing, uh, and pretty much like one of the premier forms of racing around the world. Um, I said that kind of as if it's not fully that, but it, it is in fact that, um, you'll hear in our conversation, she tells me that there's more people who view the Formula One uh, than the Olympics, which is kind of mind-blowing. I didn't know that. But I have been a fan of the Formula One for a long time now. And I know that in America, it's not as popular or perhaps, you know, many people are not as familiar with it, maybe more familiar with NASCAR. But it's a sexy, gnarly sport. And, you know, there's a lot of money in that organization. It's top-notch, high-class, and they are not going to mess with anyone that isn't, you know, on their level. So for her to create this business that works, that this Formula One specifically works with to generate their premier private after parties around the world aligned with all of their events, you guys, that's a big deal. Um, So, you know, the other part of it is that, you know, I think it takes so much guts to come here from another country. You know, you don't even, I mean, she had learned English before she came here, but 
you know, when it's not your original home base, I think it takes more courage to, you know, come from uh, another place and, you know, hit the ground running, put your head down, go to work and build, build, build. And that is what Elena has done so ferociously, so with all of her heart. And I just feel like there's so much, not only is this conversation so much fun, it's like only 45 minutes because I captured her right before she was leaving to the airport to go back to New York. But, you know, I really believe that you're going to be infected with the charisma, the heart, the love, the confidence, and be inspired by all of that that lives so vividly within her in this conversation. So, you know, I don't want to ramble on too long because I could definitely do that, especially when it comes to those that I love and and. and am inspired by. And Elena is someone who is exactly that every day of my life. Um, I know that she's just getting warmed up too. And that's so exciting because I know that I just have so much more to be inspired by from her. So you guys, I hope you enjoy this. The Like I said, her accent is so rad. Um, I want to have her on more. I, you know, I really think that she has so much more to share and offer that will be of value. So, you know, follow her. All the that info is is um you know in in our conversation at the end of it and let me know what you think i i really believe that she's someone that needs to be on this podcast more so look out for that because i'm gonna make that happen all right without further ado my girl elena elena i'm so happy to see you roxy i I'm love you i love you so too excited. i love you too <laughs> okay um let's do this shit um so everybody i am sitting here with a woman that is more like a cousin than even <laughs> one of my closest friends. That's how I refer to her because that's how she makes me feel. That's our connection. Mm. Um, she is an incredible fucking entrepreneur, badass. Mm. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna save my intro to you for when this is done and attach it to this episode. But I want you to introduce yourself to the audience. And mm. you guys, she has the best accent ever. So have fun with this. I'm so I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> First of all, where are you from? Okay, I'm originally from Greece, but I lived in Spain, England, Canada, and now New York. So get get ready for this like international accent. <laughs> and it's not only the accent, it comes with the last name, which is 18 letters. <laughs> it's <an> alphabet. <laughs> it's the whole alphabet. Elena Hadzi Constadinu. Whenever I call Verizon, Verizon gets bored. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And oh so I'm so happy to be here with you, Roxy. Thank you so much. And it's like, it's, you know, like it's one of these friends that I have that whenever I come to LA, I have to see her. Like it's, it's what I'm longing for. It's the energy. It's the passion. It's the, the common values that we're sharing. And I'm so happy to be next to you. I'm so yeah, happy totally. to be with you. Yeah. Um, it's the same, obviously. So the reason why it was important, this was like such a last minute thing, you guys, because she's headed to the airport um, in two hours, but it hit me at the last minute where I was like, wait, Elena is incredible. She has a story so much to work. Like, I don't even know all of her story, <laughs> truth be told. But, you know, a, a woman who, who comes from another country, Greece, 
has traveled and lived around the world. Um, we met when she was living in Canada, I don't know, like 10 yeah, plus years 12 ago. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, now lives in New York and, you know, run, started her own business, which is no joke of a business. Um, she, you, I mean, you essentially work with the Formula One, right? I, I organized the uh, Formula One after parties, private after parties. Yes, all and, over the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and you guys, if you don't know what the Formula One is, mm. it's pretty much like, how do you frame it? I would say like, like NASCAR, but like the pinnacle of motorsports. Yeah. It's like the... It's the, the creme de la creme. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's on a whole nother level. No offense to NASCAR. Um, it's just, it's some, it's sexy. Uh, it has more it has more viewers globally on television than the Olympic Games. Wow, really? Yep, absolutely. That's 400 incredible. million people I, per uh, year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised. And so, yep. yeah, in saying that, I mean, this is not a small-time organization. So any affiliation that they're going to have with anybody, I imagine you got to be you got to be the shit to be to you, be doing you, something with them. You need to. Um, To be the shit, you need to have your shit together, <laughs> you know, well and prove that and yeah. prove that. And then you get the, 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 you know, the title. Okay. You are the shit. <laughs> You're allowed to be the shit, you know? Wait. Okay. Okay. So we're going to put a little pin there and we're going to go back to, to young Elena just for, for fun for a moment. Where in Greece are you from? It's almost as long as my last name. It's like, it's called Thessaloniki. It's like the second biggest city after Athens. It's around like one million people. It's by the beach. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful town actually where Alexander the Great is from. Oh, wow. Absolutely. That's amazing. It's the, actually, the name Thessaloniki is the name of the sister of Alexander the Great. He okay. loved his sister so much that he named the city after his sister. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the whole like... Um, um, Let's say like the ancient Greek empire started from there and there's so much history and so much beauty and so much soul in that city. And um, I'm, I'm actually very, I feel like very blessed that I was born there by the beach. And at the same time, you have like Mount Olibus on the background. Mm. So it, it, it's, it's for me, it's a very special, it's a very special place. And my family is there, like my brother, my mom, my dad, everybody's like, you know, I, can't wait to come I grew up there. there. Yeah, absolutely. I would oh love you gosh. too. Oh, yeah, and then we have to go to Mykonos, okay? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Greece and I love it so much. It's, it's really, and actually, you know what? Mm. It's this place in the world where... I don't, it's, this doesn't always happen, but I, I literally remember the first morning in Greece. Mm. I looked outside. I was staying at some beautiful hotel in Athens and mm -hmm. I looked outside and people think I'm Greek, you know, mm -hmm. I yeah. looked outside and I was like, whoa, I could live here. I mean, it feels far away for sure. And at the time I was yeah. in New York, but there was an energy there that I just, I don't know, maybe it's because of my roots and they're, you know, of pretty course, close. Of you know? course, the Persian and the Greek civilization, the Egyptians, they were like the oldest ones that uh, right. exist. And, you know, like when you, you wake up and you see the Acropolis, the Parthenon, and you're like, how did they do that 5,000 years before Christ? Right. And, you know, like sometimes it takes me time to go from bed to couch or something. <laughs> you're like, bloody hell, like, you know. Like these, these ancient people, they were like really wise. They got their shit together. So I bet if I'm an, if I'm like, you know, coming from that, that country, I better also live up to that. Some, okay. You know, that's totally. A, I love that you said that. That's so yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So then is it safe to say that your environment and your kind of like your pride from where you come from, um, help to shape your integrity? hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, like, uh, When you go to school 
and they teach you for two years Omer. Mm-hmm. And there's so many lessons that you get from these stories in a very young age, like seven years old. Yeah. And you learn like, you learn like that, I'm sorry, I'm just, maybe, maybe I, uh, because I've never learned the English equivalent names. So mm-hmm. Odyssey. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, you yeah. know, that you, he went, he went away to war Mm-hmm. And his wife Penelope, mm-hmm. which Penelope I don't know if you know, but it's the uh, female name uh, which is um, it means loyalty. Oh, I didn't it's know. like the most loyal woman in the in in the world in history it was Penelope. It was wow. the wife of uh, Odyssea of Odyssey, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, they were trying because he was away for twenty years, so they thought that he got killed or something at war. So she didn't want to get remarried, and they kept on. Um, uh, bringing uh, bringing her different men to get remarried, and she was like, "Oh no, this one smells, and this one like you know, like I don't want anyway." But she did it on purpose because she was she believed inside her that he will return. Oh. And the thing is that he did return, I love and the only that. person that recognized him was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. And you know, like that's that's how like the the, the story ends, like in a night in a in a nice note. But you know, like the, what they teach you in a very young age is that you know, like it's not about it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yes. And um, there is a there is a very famous poet in Greece called Odysseus Elitis, and he wrote this poem about the journey of. Of Odyssea. Wait, we're gonna. I'm gonna put all sorry, this stuff this, in the show notes. No, absolutely, sorry. I'm gonna send you like uh, the yeah, names and everything. Little, exactly. Um, and it's such a beautiful poem. Actually, I'm gonna send you a screenshot of the English translation so you can Perfect. post. Yes. And it, it it the lesson that you get is, forget about the destination. Forget about enjoy the trip. Yeah. It's all about the trip and the lessons that, and you will get there. Yeah. You will get there. But in order to get there, you need to you need to you need to struggle. You need to you need to you need to fight for for the destination. You need to, to you need to have a goal, and you just need to go go for it. Yeah. And you know, like that's how we grow up. So there's no there's no excuses. There's no excuses. So I started doing uh, country hopping, uh, and uh, you know, like university hopping as well. And uh, how how old were you when you started country hopping? I love. I, uh, I I actually I was twenty one. Like I finished my um, my bachelor in politics and economics in. Um, I remember that. Yeah, in a, in a, in a, in Greece, and then I went to Athens. I started working for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs there. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Spain. I did some more studies and some like parting. Obviously, Barcelona oh, is oh the best. Gosh. Oh, it's my heart's like, home. I, mean, I know. We know. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I was I was like <laughs> crying when I had to leave Barcelona. Oh. You know, it's like, place cut, ever. yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to be there with you. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's like, you know, they have all this, all these like little bars with the tapas and there's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm jumping to another. No, I, I, I want to go all over because that's how I talk anyways. <laughs> Perfect. I remember this like bar that you walk in and the whole bar is like with tapas and they have like toothpicks on top of the tapas. Yeah. So they charge you according to how many toothpicks you have on your plate at the end. <laughs> And, you know, like the whole floor. And we were students. So, you know, like it was okay to throw some toothpicks on the floor. <laughs> and, you know, like the whole bar, like, you know, they were charging two, two euros more because they knew that everybody's doing that. But, you know, like it's, it's, you get, you get, you know, like to see other cultures in Europe is like very, very, like, um, we were very, I mean, like, I've, don't get me wrong, like I went to an American high school. So mm-hmm. that's how I also like uh, grew up admiring the the freedom 
Yeah. The freedom yeah. that American Americans had to 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 how can I say that they they had the privilege of well, having right yeah so I'll say this really quick because I'm you know me and my siblings were first generation mm-hmm. of, you know mm-hmm. Americans our parents come from I mean they're pretty much American but whatever they they're they don't originate from here mm-hmm. and wh- I think that one of the greatest things about being first generation American mm-hmm. and watching your parents come here and just go for it. You know, my father graduated from USC and my mother is an entrepreneur and like has, you know, owned her own businesses for several years mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. no excuses, no complaining. I mean, mm-hmm. just head down, got to work here. So we grew up with what, you know, watching that. Exactly. You know? And I, and I feel like that's, that happens a lot with, with first generation, um, or people who come from other countries, period. Cause you know, the value of what this country does offer, um, which, you know, absolutely very well said. And those values, like they, they managed to travel to Europe and we were looking up to it and, you know, like, um, it's kind of like, um, because, because a lot of European countries that went through a lot of tough times during the, the Second World War II, the, yeah. sec, uh, the Second World War. Mm-hmm. So we were, we, our parents and our grandparents grew up knowing that U.S. is not going through that, those hard times and they wanted to immigrate here. And when, we, when, when some of them, they managed to make it, they, 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 they worked harder and they flourished. Yeah. So that the next generations, our, our generations, to, to, not to, to miss anything. So now it really hurts me that the U.S. is going through hard times. So I don't want to get into politics, but I just yeah. want us to remind us that those things to ourselves. Yeah. No, not not to forget those values, you I know, love, that, I mean, what the know. country that the flag represents. You, to, you know what? And, and the other thing for me is, so one part, mm-hmm. I, I, what I just expressed about being first generation American and what that instilled in me and my siblings, mm-hmm. but also I lived in in Europe. I lived in Paris mm-hmm. for a while, uh, not that long, but long enough to know I really do have privilege with my mm-hmm. blue passport. Mm-hmm. And because I, when I moved from New York to Paris, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was coming back. I was like, fuck <laughs> this, I'm out of here. Like I was just kind of over it at the moment, you know? It's like, I don't care about what handbag she's wearing or what, you know, all this stuff that you just see mm-hmm. all the time you're... And anyways, and then, you know, I, I went to the Artistic Academy for makeup out there and I was living there and I love, Europe is just, it's my heart's home. I, I really, you know, I mean, of it's, course. It's, a, it's, pro, it's like part of our connection and our culture. Plus they have better baguettes there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. And coffee. I mean, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, it's so good. So, but I remember once I got done with school, you know, I was, I, I was basically at this point where I was like, shit, do I stay and kind of work backwards and try and figure it out. And obviously it wouldn't be easy for me to be mm. there. I'm technically would it not supposed to be there? Or do I just go back to where I come mm. from mm. where, you know, you, if you, I always say it like this in America, and this is my experience and my upbringing has taught me to, you know, to feel this way about it. If you have a grain of sand and your vision is to make a beach, you could do it here, but you got to put the work in. But this is 100%. the country that will be like, you know, you just have less things getting in your way, uh, you know, and you could speak to that more than me even because you're... Absolutely. No, no, no. I mean, like, imagine like I, I, when I went to, when I went to Canada, 
I'm going to tell you a secret, actually. I went to Canada so I can be closer to New York, okay? <laughs> but no offense to Canada. I love Canada, you yeah, know? Canada is like, beautiful. Absolutely. Like, they're very polite. It's just I couldn't cope with the cold a little bit, you oh know? It was like... Well, yeah, you were in the whoa. gnarliest part, too. <laughs> it's like you cannot wear heels for six months also, you know? Right. There's so much snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the prime minister is hot. Anyways, so... <laughs> You see why I love her? Going back. Oh yeah. So, you know, like, um, so you, so you, I, I pretty much, no, no, I pretty much like when I started in, in London, my career in marketing and in like, uh, advertising, I, I was, I was, I was lucky that I got to do this, um, advertising agency that do big events all over the world and they take care of sponsors. So I started understanding like hospitality and marketing in a very young age. And we're talking about events like Cannes Festival and New York Fashion Week and Shanghai Formula One and traveling all over the world from the age of 23, right? Yeah. So wait, wait yeah. so you go to school for politics and um, economics. Then economics. I, you go to Spain. Yes, I go to Spain. Then I moved to London and I do a master's in European public policy. European, okay, that's why you yeah, moved to London. That's where, yeah. And then how did you get, what drove you towards advertising and marketing? Um, the thing is that I liked London so much. Money, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I have to find a job so I can stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then then I was applying everywhere and like there was there was this advertising company that came back to me for an interview and I'm like, whoa, I need to get that job. Because yeah. <laughs> actually it was it was also very much, very much speaking to my heart what they were doing with events. Okay. Um, so w- once I started the job, then I'm like, okay, I need to do, I need to study more so I can learn more about the job. Mm-hmm. So I did another master in strategic marketing. In, in what? Marketing? In strategic marketing. In strategic marketing. Got mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was going to work and then at night I was going to study. Um, so after that, in six months, I was like, okay, I'm better than being on the floor as an account manager with another 30 people. I want to go to the back office where the smart people are. (laughs) (laughs) So I did my whole business plan and I did this presentation and I put like my suit on. I was like 23 years old and (laughs) and, uh, I managed to, to get the trial, you know? Okay. And that was it. So in seven months, I was like... Traveling, getting contracts, going, you know, like... <laughs> Just hustling. 100% hustling. Yeah. I even, I'm going to tell you a secret. Yeah. Like, we know, like, when I was getting on the phone and I wanted, like, to get deals done, because nobody could even spell my last name, Hadi Costadino, I was using Onassis. <laughs> it was like, you know, everybody knows Onassis, right? So we're like, okay, I'm going to... She might be, like, she has a Greek accent, might be a cousin of Onassis, so let me get... Let me hear here what she wants to say, you know? This is why Elena needs to be in a fucking James Bond movie because she's that woman, you know? She's like unassuming and so dangerous. I'm blanching now. <laughs> but it's so true. Okay, sorry. No, um, no, no, no. Like, yeah, where's my yeah, popcorn? So, I'm, I'm so, okay. Totally, totally. So, so after that, then um, they're like, okay, do you want to go to our Canadian office and take care of the business development in the um, in North American market? And I'm like, hmm, okay. I'm like, how long? They're like, for a year. I'm like, okay, I can do that for a year. Perfect. Should mm-hmm. I stay? Should I go? I had a boyfriend, ta-da-da, to cut a long story. So I'm like, out. Let's do it. Wow. So um, once I get there, everything, every like, 
everything was exciting, right? And everything was like there was space on the on the, on the sidewalks. You there know? was space on the sidewalk. Yeah, so you yeah. could walk and not bump and into people. And you were in people. Montreal. I was in Montreal. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they speak Quebecois, not French. Big difference, right? right? Yeah, okay. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Like. <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> Don't tell them that. But yeah. anyways, so it was exciting. But then it's a, it's such a small city. So after six months, even the even. I mean, like, even the stones, they knew my name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yeah. a few years went by, da-da-da. And, like, after two years that I was, like, traveling all over North America and South America with events, uh, Argentina and uh, Rio de Janeiro, Fashion Week and, uh, and Miami. I'm like, okay, um, all right. I was in this event. Mm-hmm. And it was Formula One weekend in uh, Montreal. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm like, uh, there were some people talking to me in that uh, party. Yeah. And I look, I look next to me and it was like Michael Schumacher. Oh, my gosh. Who is, I don't know if you know the name, but he's like yeah, a legend. He's, yeah, it's legend. He's Ferrari. A, he's like the, the Ferrari, of course. Mm-hmm. He's a, a seven times world champion, right? No, I don't know right? the number. Yeah. Right. I can right. look it up, though. Absolutely. But, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he had, uh, it was two, three years ago, that you know, like he's uh, he's uh, up top there. He's like the the, the in the history of of We're Formula, talking about One. Formula One. Yeah, sorry. He's, sorry. Yes, he was mm-hmm. he was the biggest like champion and like the biggest athlete and the fastest driver in the world, and he retired and he was skiing. Yeah, and he had an accident and he's still, you know, in 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 the hospital and in in, in care and it's so sad that it's so ironic and it's exactly it's like Christopher Reeves like Superman exactly falling off the horse you know exactly. all those years he's, exactly Formula One's no joke you guys I mean no race racing really is but you know the racetracks and you know these these it's oh, a, I mean they're not even it's intense it's intense there is only yeah. twenty drivers uh, sorry twenty 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 drivers in the world that can do that it's that's incredible it. so we're talking about super super athletes yeah uh we're talking about training every day and not only like um you their the 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 their necks are are they need hu- they need a lot of training because imagine like you're going from 300 kilometers the yeah the force that your neck gets from 300 kilometers down to zero it's insane. in nanoseconds and the whole the whole like um uh, win the, the the trophy depends on nanoseconds, not just seconds. Nanoseconds faster. Wow! So you have to be better, and where every detail matters, every detail matters. Yeah. So um, I do, I do admire them. Yes, I do yeah. admire them a lot, a I lot. It's uh, it's uh, it's a lot of discipline. It's not easy what they do. Uh, it's actually. A little bit incomprehensible what they do because it's superpower, superpowers yeah. that these people have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so dangerous. They're risking their life every weekend. Yeah, every weekend. Yes, seriously. And and Formula One actually has been um, um, made very safe after Ayton Senna's accident yeah. in 1994. Um, if you guys don't, yeah. there's a documentary that um, I'll put in the show notes. A couple actually. Two that I haven't seen that Elena says I mm-hmm. need to see because I love the Formula One and the history and Aiton Senna. I might be yes. pronouncing it wrong. He's Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a legend. legend. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. But when you watch this documentary, you have to watch it. Yeah, you have to. Even I think it's a great way to actually, first of all, learn about the legend, but also just to get a, a feeling about Formula One, where it was too, because after he. 
what happens to him, um, they had to change certain things to make it safer. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, since then, FIA, Federación Internacional de Automobile, had made the change the rules and they, you know, they, the manufacturers, they changed the cars and they made it very safe. And unfortunately, uh, three years ago, there was an accident with my friend Jules Bianchi. He's French and it, the accident was in Japan. And um, he, he he passed away. He oh, passed really? away. I'm yeah. So yeah. I didn't know that. Thank you. Dang. Yeah. Was yeah. he? Was he? He was. Was he actually racing? He was racing, was he... and um, they started raining, and um, they didn't stop the race. Um, so there was an accident uh, with a car before him, uh-huh. and the the crane came to pick up the car. Yeah, and it was like it was like co- so many coincidences co- coincidences together mm-hmm. that this accident like was not meant to be, but somehow it happened. You know, so. Yeah. He, at the corner, he took the corner very, very fast. That he shouldn't have taken the cor- that corner very fast, and he crashed on the crane. Oh wow! So um, yeah, so then you know, like after after a few weeks, like it's it's very sad story. He was a good friend of mine. He's he was only twenty three years old. Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah. yeah. He was a so huge young. talent. Huge talent. Because what's the age group? Yes. Um, I mean, are no, they all? You start very young. You start like at the age of like two, three years. You start karting, and then you to 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 um, to go into F one. Like the youngest now, it's Max Verstappen from um, his Dutch, and he's yeah. like nineteen years old. Wow. The oldest is like I would say Alonso. He's like thirty six, mm-hmm. thirty seven. Um, but um, yeah, so you start really young. Yes, you have to start very, very young. It has to be in your blood. It's, wow. it's, 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 it's a it's hard. A it's a hard. It's very special. It's very hard. Unique. It's very hard. And the ones like Formula One is like, you travel every week to another country. Yeah. And we're talking about six hundred people in every team. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about um, the lightest cars ever and aerodynamics that. That geniuses make. So yeah, we're talking exactly. About, you know, it's, and at the, the, the same time, like the factories might be in England or in or in France. Mm-hmm. So uh, the 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 rest of the crew is in different time zones because the race might be in Japan, but the factory in England has to be like uh, um, live to right. communicate. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about like hundreds and hundreds of people that they pay like $500 tickets and the paddock club like up to $10,000 tickets to go watch the race and it's it's globally televised and uh it's just an incredible I still haven't been to a race yet oh my god you have to come oh I will well Monica is always right through my birthday oh so May 23rd so it's always right there my sister she's she's gone so many years so many times um I've gotten close but just haven't it just hasn't worked out yet but I guess now that I know, especially that my girl's in it, I kind of, I'm like, yeah, it's going to happen, but I can't wait. Wait, okay, so yeah. Yeah. I want to, um, so you're at this event. So at this event. Meet, so I'm at this And I'm like, okay, so these are people that they're, wow, I'm so excited to be in the same room with them. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, they're not getting the service that they deserve. Like I got, I got like, you know, like. I got stressed. <laughs> I was making sure that they like, they like Canada. They 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 want to come back and they say the best things. And you know, like it's it was the hospitality, the Greek yeah. inside me speaking. Yeah. Like I was ready to feed them some moussaka. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like like get the baklava rolling. You know. So so I was like, okay, okay, and it's not and it's not like it's not only Sumaher who's a legend. We're talking about like. 
a whole entourage of people like that. And it's like, okay, okay, like, don't be bitchy at the door. Do you know who the guy is? Hello, you 20-year-old, like, Quebecois, like, wake up, you know? So anyways, to cut a long story short, I... um, I was like, okay, okay, so there is a niche market. I've been to the best events through my career, mm-hmm. like, you know, like parties in Venice and parties in Cannes. Yeah. So I'm like, um, these people, they travel every two weeks to another country. Mm-hmm. People don't really recognize their faces. They know their names, but they don't really recognize their faces because they're wearing helmets. Right. Right. Okay. And suits and like, you know, racing yeah, suits. So, so it's true. very hard to recognize them in, in normal clothes. Right. right? And um, and the truth is, like, you don't want to stay. You don't want to stay at your hotel room. You want to go have dinner. You want to you wanna be a little bit of a rock star because you are a rock star. You're like yeah, one of the, exactly. yeah. So I was like, okay, so I have nothing to lose. I'm good in business development. I get to, to meet all these people that are, like, you know, like, amazing. I want to be part of that, but I don't want to be the groupie, you yeah, know. Sure. I want to be... I want to be, I wouldn't say equal because you were, you're dealing like with super like, you know, like if, if, I mean, like if, it, if the sponsor is like Jose Cuervo, yeah. like the owner would be there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. The top dogs. Oh, exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the young and affluent. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I'm like, okay, hmm, let's do this. Let's look at the calendar. It was June. So... How many years ago? It was 2010. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Gosh. 2010, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I haven't been to China. China sounds good. Shanghai. Makes sense because they stay on Sunday night. Every uh, All the races are always on Sundays. So they mm-hmm. stay Sunday night and the flights back to, you know, Europe or... They, most of them, they live in Monaco, so is on Mondays. So Sunday nights they go out, right? So I'm like, let me find what's the best, best hot club in Shanghai. It's unbelievable. It's called Mint. You have to, you have to come, girl. It's yeah. like in April, and it's like on the 24th floor, and you have like the Bant River in front of you, and this, and you have the traditional Chinese um, little like houses next to high rises, and like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a magical place for me. I, I really love it. It's very special, and the club is like on the 24th floor, like floor to ceiling, all glasses, and it's, it's like an amazing view, and you see like the little Chinese boats while you're parting going through the you know with their lights through the canals and so beautiful so ironically enough I got like a super nice uh, guy on the phone the GM Daniello he's like from Serbia I'm like yo he's ah! like, how did you end up there he's like oh you know I grew up in London there so we connected yeah so I'm like like listen this is my idea we're gonna do a special because I'm like these people have been all over the world they don't want to they don't want to hear like to like a $100,000 DJ, as long as the music is good, mm-hmm. they want to see something that they haven't seen before. Sure. So let's do a concept. Okay. Let's, let's put some money in the the concept, in the decoration, in the entertainment. Yeah. It's like, okay, what do you have in mind? I'm like, okay, I'll send you some uh, some ideas. So we built a birdcage and we built like dancers that their their costumes are body painted and it's the same partner with the, with, um, with the curtains. Wait, so, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Sorry, who's we? At this point, are you... You're oh, not it's, worth it's, that other company, or you are. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So at that point, the boss that brought me from London to uh, Montreal... Yeah. 
Ravine, right? Yes, yes. Okay. He went back to London. Okay, right. So I was like, okay, let me, like, it was like summer. I'm going to spend like the end of the summer because you wait all winter to have summer. Totally. <laughs> right? And oh then I'm gosh. like, I'm going to go back. But in the meantime, I got this idea. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll stay. It worked. It mm-hmm. worked out. You know, yeah. it was meant to be. And um, so we, we, you know, like I did something like super, like, I could, I could, I, I actually did not believe that it would be so, so successful. Um, that if I knew I would wear a better dress on that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you already developed your company. Yeah. What's the name of your company? The Code 20. Okay, cool. Uh, 20 because... I knew that. I just wanted her to announce it. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's 20 races in every every year, Mm -hmm. 20 different countries, and the code because we have to have an invitation to come. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah, because I want to just for a second, before we go back to the birdcage... So you, you basically feel, you see that there's a demand to fill mm-hmm. and the opportunity, you know, it just happens to open up that, you know, your, your other boss from, you know, where you were working before leaves, you stay to get through the season. So it's like the perfect window mm-hmm. for you to now create your business. Yes. And the funny thing is that when I asked a few people, like, should I do this? Should I do that? In F1, they told yeah. me like, um... Mm, why don't you go work for that person? Like, I can put you in touch. And I'm like, no. No. I can do that. Yeah. I believe in myself. I can do that. I can do better. The reason I want to do that is because I believe I can do better, you know? And I'm like, I have nothing to lose. What am I going to lose? The ticket to China? Who cares? See, you know? So that's important to, to capture really quick because... Even, you know, I mean, I've been vocal about launching this podcast and, you know, the nervousness, even though I knew that it was what, um, you know, I, I just, I feel the feeling of this is my path. I have to do this. I want to do this. There's so much value in this, but you know, there were some nerves. Did you not have, as sure as you were, and as much as you felt like you had nothing to lose, Mm. was there any nervousness? Uh, Yes, because if I was, I would say that if I was not nervous, I would not be, I would be, I would not be pragmatic. Okay. <laughs> you know, you have to uh, work, uh, work and yeah. walk around sharks. Sharks, and, yeah. Yeah, totally. And they're like, okay, who is that girl? And you have to. And you're it, a woman. But which... you have to have confidence, but at the same time, you have to understand your, your, how can I say that, your place. Mm-hmm. And you have to. To, to go with a smooth... Finesse. Finesse, finesse. exactly. Yeah. And once they understand that you understand everything mm-hmm. and you're like, you're private, you offer something that they need, mm-hmm. you're not like, a, you're not pushing. Right. You're like, you, 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 you actually work for them right. without them asking for it mm-hmm. and w- without you asking something in return. Sure. Because you do your own strategy, your own business plan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they appreciated that. So I managed to get established. It took me it took me a few years. Yeah. But you know, like I'm I look back and I'm like, oh man, like if I didn't take that leap to go ahead and do it, uh I would not be in New York Times today. You know yeah, what I mean? Girl. And it's like it's like the people that they told me, oh Maybe I can introduce you to to that person to go work for for. Mm-hmm. They don't. They come only to my events. I love it. 100%. I love it. I love. There's a quote that says, um, you know, 
bef- those that didn't believe you are now claiming believe in you are now claiming that they they knew you something like that I just totally chopped it up but it's that same thing where it's like you know when people don't initially believe in you or see yeah see you know the vision it, it doesn't it we don't need people to believe in us we need to believe in ourselves a hundred percent and then girl. they follow if they want I agree you know with you. That's I it. love you for saying that because that's something that I I'm I'm a firm but it all starts within yeah. right yeah and yeah. then people when people see that you believe your shit you're believing yourself yeah. and you're doing the walk like you back everything up and you do the work exactly you know you yeah, work your ass out yeah exactly. it's like you, you you deliver exactly yeah. okay so deliver your building bird cages <laughs> bird cages and like some crazy stuff going on and people are freaking out and they're like whoa like this is this is cool you know like like uh how long did it take you um to actually when you thought of the event and you connected with um it took me five months okay yeah it took me because i wanted to make sure you know i get the right people to i designed like the website i came up with a name i decided the marketing and you know i to do to do the business one person i you know it's yeah yep. a one yep. woman army yep oh yeah yeah <laughs> yep yep that's it and oh, um man. and then you know like uh, i'm like okay so that went very well Let's the night do... of the event just for a the minute the night like, of the event like, everybody came so you're there they just show up and you're just like holy shit this works everybody came yeah everybody like 20 out of 20 i was freaking out I'm were like, you stressed before it like did you ever feel i was excited i was not stressed i love that. i was it, yeah, I was, I was like, and then I could, I just, I was like, someone pinch me, like, like there's no room for me to go around. It's I'm be, like, the owner of the club was like, "What do you need? What do you want? Can we sign for ten years?" This <laughs> is like New Year's Eve on steroids for us, you know. <laughs> and it was a Sunday night. I'm like, "Yo, okay, like, yeah. oh, and you know, like, it, it, media picked up, and, and I'm like, okay, let's do." It was like uh, that was April 2011. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let's do Monaco. Yeah that's would you say that monaco is the it pretty is much, yeah it's it's like the the top like the race. oscars yeah. yeah exactly that's great <laughs> totally <laughs> um and you know like i'm like okay i need a good and a good partner there and the box from new york like this legendary club was yeah. like a little bit kinky and different right? just a little just, bit yeah just a <laughs> tiny bit they just uh, launched um their uh club in london and it was re- really happening a lot of british people they come to the monaco grand prix so i'm like here you are mm-hmm. so we did a very like private pop-up 200 people only at um in monaco okay which we took over like um a brasserie and I completely like during the race the race was happening yeah and the brasserie was under the pit lane so while the race was happening we completely transformed inside like we were building it That's we put incredible. like yeah we put like black curtain velvet curtains on the wall we could build like a stage and I remember like like everybody came like I had like um Sir Philip Green who is the owner of Top Soap like uh, the princess of Char- Charlene of Monaco came wow. and Kim Kardashian wanted to come <laughs> <laughs> Well, then that's when you know you're killing it. <laughs> but guess what? She couldn't get in? Yeah. Oh! Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like, no, 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 this is private. There's no, like, cameras. There's no, like, no, 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 no. Like, don't don't try to outshine the rest of my guests. Everybody's a VIP here, Yo. you know? Totally, totally. And, you know, you have, like, it was, it was a blast. It was amazing. How many was, people did you have working for you at that point? <sighs> 
it was all out outsourcing, like locally, because obviously yeah. you cannot fly, you know, like, right. uh, but I could say like 30 people. Really? Yeah. Wow. Damn. For a five hour event. And this is the second event. That was the second event, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's all the glitz and gla- glam stories from Monaco, like, you know, like mm, crazy bottles flying with helicopters because someone asked for it, you know, so this, <laughs> we have to fly it from Nice and like, oh, whatever. It's, like like, a, it's, like, it's such a different, it feels it's like, like you're on a different planet. Like, yeah, and then it's like, oh, it's this guy's birthday, like a VIP's birthday, and where can you get like a cake uh, that on Saturday noon during the biggest race of the season that you cannot even walk without like crazy passes around your neck from one block to another <laughs> you know it's like I was going around with that cake and it was like 100 Fahrenheit and then he didn't even eat it and I was so pissed off <laughs> anyways fun stuff yeah Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like one thing brought the other. So Abu Dhabi, Texas and uh, Russia and uh, wow, and uh, like uh, Montreal and uh, Mexico, which, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What do you, what would you say, do you, what's your, at, from, at, to where you are now from when you started, is there um, a moment that just stands out to you as one of your kind of most successful moments? Like, what what, what you're most proud of? Was it the first event? Was it something in between? You know, like, every event is very special to me. Um, I would say that uh, I also learned a lot through it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly I learned not to... Because I was really stressing... Because it's a live event. You never know what's going to happen, totally. right? It's, a, it's on stage. You're on stage. And there's alcohol involved, you right. know? And there's, like, VAPs involved. And you have... And you have you, you, I'm the one that understands. And then the locals are like, do they understand? I don't want them to up, to upset my... You know, something happens or, like, sure. whatever. You, you know, you get it. It's a club. Like, it's a... It's a yeah. And then my, my market is always the same. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I would say that... Um, my my satisfactory moments out of all those events is at the end of the night when they text you and the, the, the day after the day after actually when they're like you know like I had such a good time thank you so much for inviting me we love you and that is that is that is my reward you know absolutely yeah. yeah and you know like I was saying oh my god like Sunday my phone goes crazy and then I wonder if Monday they're gonna it's gonna be as crazy mm-hmm. it's like yeah when they 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 wake up they do text and it's like it's the most like they're my friends they're not my clients you yeah, know yeah for sure and that's I think that makes a huge difference well that's how you mm. I'm I can I can imagine that being mm. the case because that's how that's who you are you know so as I can see that that's how you're gonna be received um, but I think that every 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 person like should if they if you if you want to start your own business you should just go for it. And you have to do it from your heart. And if you do it from your heart and you really put energy and time in it, it's always going to come back to you, no matter what. Yeah. It, you don't have to do it for the money. You don't have to. It has to. It has to be your passion, and it has to be like on the side. If you cannot, if you can, on the side, do it on the side. And one day, just like it's gonna pick up if you believe in it. If you, you believe, believe in, in it, it. Totally. Don't, you believe in it. If you're really passionate, absolutely and you stick to it. And what yeah. would you say? What, when you get stressed, when you have a fear or you're nervous, what do you, what's your self-talk? Like, what is Elena? Yeah. Sorry. It's one life, man. Who cares? (laughs) 
So that's your self-talk? I'm like, Elena, you got one fucking life. Let's do this no, shit. It's like, 100%. It's like, uh, what, what, what makes me be afraid of, uh, or who would make me be afraid of, of what? Of my failure? Of what? Or is that someone better for better in that outside there yeah like can do a better job okay yeah okay so i mean like just and so so what just yeah. go for it yeah just yeah. go for it i agree you know? it's, it's 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 having having confidence it's once but understanding also to back up this confidence it's the most important thing mm-hmm. so if you have the the knowledge the expertise mm-hmm. and the right attitude that's all your tools that's all you need Totally. Then the, the fear doesn't doesn't go through the window. It doesn't even have any room. It's so true. You know? Yeah, it's so true. And I think that sometimes fear, I, how I like to address fear is, it's it's it literally is like a tool. I see it staring me down and I'm like, oh, really? You think you're going to beat me? So it becomes this object kind of where I'm like, it's trying to challenge me. And I'm dangerous when I'm challenged. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you, you think you're going to fucking win? The problem no. also is, okay, the problem is like, as as we grow older, or I'm speaking about myself, I'm, I I have less patience for bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so if something like that comes my way, I don't let it even like consume my time. I just throw it away and let it go. Have let you it always go. been that way though? Um, or you just said, I guess, as you get, you've, gotten older or, or get whatever older. yeah i think that uh, that uh, it just comes with time it comes with life, time it comes with time yeah but you've kind of always i feel like you, you, you obviously you're not one to really mm. hesitate you mm. know when you feel something you don't get caught up in your head which is a lot of times i feel like you know we all do it and it's so often it's just bullshit it's like bullshit that you're creating to get in your way of going for it and that's been something that, you know, you you don't experience as much of in yourself from what it sounds like. And it's allowed you to just f- be on the freeway going towards everything that you want to fucking create for your life. Otherwise what? <laughs> right? Girl. <laughs> Otherwise what? Damn. Otherwise what? I mean. What? Hard stop. What? <laughs> Otherwise what's going to happen? What? Uh, you guys, okay, so here's the thing. Oh my god. She's gotta get to the airport soon. So this is kinda like oh I'm I feel like it's such a to be continued. Um because it's you know, I wanna Oh be... my god, you have to take a picture of my t shirt. It says to be continued. Oh! <laughs> no, seriously, girl. Like, do you believe that? That's okay. You see, <laughs> I fucking believe in magic and spe- you guys heard this. I'm not this is real. What did I just say? This is the biggest to be continued. Wait till you see this t-shirt. I am going to take a picture, and that's going to be the post that goes with this podcast. She just happens to be wearing this t-shirt. Yeah, fuck that. This totally. is so supposed to happen. Love you, girl. Nice to see you. Dude, wait. So, oh. I love you, too. No. So, you guys, I'm going to bring Elena back because I just feel like there's just so much. I mean, she's going to have much more stories, too, um, for the next one, obviously, because her life. Now I need to get a podcast so I can interview you. <laughs> you can interview me anytime. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, you know, and I'll talk about this on my own and attach it to the podcast. Just some takeaways that I feel that are so important. Um, wait, before we, we, we sign out, where can people find you and look, you know, follow your business? Cause I think. Mm-hmm, find, absolutely. Yeah. yeah the, the, the website's the code 20.com and mm-hmm. Instagram is the code 20. Okay, cool. Yep. 
Cool. Can I share your personal? Hundred percent. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put that in uh, the show notes as well. So, you guys, I just hope that you captured some of the fucking magical inspiration and just mindset of this incredible woman. And again, I'm going to wrap out privately about her, um, you know, when she's not here, but I love you so much. Love you too. Thank, Thank you. you okay. You guys, I know we're like, <laughs> <laughs> got to get her to the airport. Okay. Peace out you guys. Thanks for taking the time to check out this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it with your friends. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave me an honest review. Let's connect. I am so excited to do that in this space and really create content that elevates your mind in support of your best performance in life. You can find me on Instagram at blackbeltbeauty. I'm active there every single day and I look forward to connecting with you all. So thanks again and I'll catch you on the next one.